It's the Clapback Show. Kevy Kev on the microphone. With information that you need to know. Stay tuned and listen to the show. Hit the share and let everybody know. The Clapback is on. The Clapback is on. The Clap, Clap, Clap back is on. Clap back. Clap, clap. Clap back. Clap back. Clap back is on. Welcome once again to another episode of Clapback. I am your host, Kevy Kev. Please make sure that you follow us anywhere you can get your podcast. Make sure that you like, share on your social media, and become a part of the Clapback Nation. If you would like to get in touch with us, please do so at clapback770 at gmail.com. That is clapback770gmail.com. We're looking for individuals to interview live on our show to discuss whatever topic that interests you. We're trying to build a platform of awareness and information. We are now in Turkey Week and a lot to talk about. So let's get right into the show today. Kind of a mixed bag of things to talk about. Uh, First of all, we want to speak on uh, where we are in this election cycle. News has come out. The GSA is releasing funds uh, to the Biden campaign and uh, 45 has somewhat conceded the race by tweeting out that he has given instructions to his GSA personnel to release those funds and for his team to work with the Biden team. But in that same tweet, he tells his followers that he believes that he will prevail and to win. What is amazing about this whole thing with uh, 45 is that everyone in his circle and everyone around him has told him, and even Republicans are coming out, telling him that the fight is over. Uh, Now, there are a lot of levels that we could speak on this, and it amazes me that when we look at the Trump supporters, we look at even those African-Americans who support Trump, I don't understand how they cannot see that Trump's desire was to disenfranchise American voters and specifically African-American voters. All of the challenges that were put forth uh, with his legal team related to counties and locations of high populations of African-Americans. There was no uh, challenge in locations where African-American and minorities were not the majority. Uh, There are other counties that Trump lost uh, even closer than he did in some of these places where he was fighting uh, that were predominantly white. And yet there were no challenges in those locales. Uh, So for anyone to say that it wasn't racial and it wasn't disenfranchisement, 
It wasn't voter suppression. Uh, these are people that refuse to see the reality and the facts of this administration. Uh, but we are now moving forward. Uh, Biden-elect will be president January the 20th. And Biden has handled himself thus far pretty well. Uh, we do commend the Republicans that have come out and uh, basically said that it's over and Donald Trump needs to move on. However, uh, I do think they waited too late. This should have been done a couple weeks ago or right after the election. Um, and so now we turn our attentions to Georgia and we hope that any of our listeners that have family or friends that are in Georgia, or if you're in Georgia and you're listening to this, they are counting on the Democrats not to come out to this election in January. There's also been reports that they're purging voters from the voter registration in Georgia. So you need to make sure now that you are registered to vote. You need to make sure that your friends and family in Georgia are prepared for this runoff election. What's at stake is the control of the Senate. Uh, we at this time, in order for Biden to be able to govern properly, Democrats need to gain control of the Senate. Without it, Mitch McConnell and his cronies will fight Biden on every hand to make sure that he is not successful. And the way things are going, we do understand 45 received 74 million plus votes which means that even though he is going in the shadows uh, in this particular political cycle, he will have power and will continue the narrative of his reelection or coming back out in 2024 and will have a great chance of winning if Biden is not successful. <clears throat> Pardon me. So it is very important that we all be engaged and that more importantly, that we energize and mobilize young African-American and minority voters and young voters in general. Those that are in college, those that are able to vote for the first time, those that are in the inner city that are saying that their vote doesn't count. Your vote really counts when it comes to local elections and sending people to the U.S. Senate because these are where the laws are passed. Did you not know that we have not had a second round of stimulus because the Republicans currently control that part of the, um, the government. And with Mitch McConnell and his cronies, they decided that it was more important to support Trump than to support the American people. And now people's unemployment benefits are running out. Um, there are no jobs, COVID-19 is running rampant. There's no stimulus checks that have come to Americans. Small businesses are closing. And so we need to make sure Democrats, independents, moderate Republicans, that we win this election in Georgia so that we can um, move forward. Now, Biden uh, so far has started doing his cabinet. He is getting a diverse a body of individuals. He has Latinos, he has females, he has African-American females or one African-American female so far. Now, there are several more positions remaining. Biden, in my opinion, in order not to disenfranchise the African-American voters, 
we need to see more people of color in his cabinet because it was the black woman and black women across this nation that turned out the vote at staggering numbers. Hats off to Stacey Abrams and all of those that had boots on the ground. You see, one of the things that is so true when you look at Ice Cube and you look at uh, some of these other celebrities, P. Diddy and whoever else, that said that, you know, the Democrats do nothing for black people. And it is a fact that we, we see often too many times that when Democrats get in office, they're getting in office because of the African-American and minority vote. But there is no representation at the table. We don't need to see just because we have an African-American, Indian, Asian uh, vice president, which is great. We don't need to turn on television and see a bunch of old white men and white women in these cabinet positions. We need to see men of color, women of color. We need to see Latinos, African-Americans, Asians. We need to see more people of color in these cabinet picks because these are the people that came out to give Joe Biden the White House. We can't have just the token uh, person of color as Ben Carson was with this particular uh, president. We need to see true diversity, and true diversity is not just a bunch of Caucasian men, old men that he's familiar with. He's got to stretch him, and I, and I hope that uh, Kamala is saying to him that he needs to put some more African-American male and female in his cabinet. Now, not just anyone. We're talking about qualified individuals, and there are qualified individuals in the United States that are of color that can be put in uh, cabinet positions, <coughs> excuse me, in positions of importance throughout this government. We as black people have a bargaining chip and we cannot continue to allow either party, either party to disenfranchise us once we get them to the position that they want to be. And then we, um, we back up. We need to have people of color. We need that. Um, and then the other thing is that it's amazing now that we turn on uh, the television and we look at the news cycle because 45 is not doing a lot of tweeting and because he knows he's, lo- he's lost this election, things, the atmosphere, things seem different. Uh, we're going back to a time of civility, a calmness, and going back to a position of resting uh, from all of the chaos. I mean, for four years, we've had to deal with the chaos of a Trump administration from the standpoint of tweets, um, misinformed press briefings where alternative facts, as they call them, you can't have facts if they're alternative, but outright lies. We've been lied to over and over and over And there are 74 million people plus that believe the lie. There are still people saying that COVID-19 is not real, although our numbers are spiking through the roof. CDC recommended us to stay home or to be with our immediate families for Thanksgiving. And yet we turn on the television and we see millions of people. They said the, uh, the travel days of yesterday, Monday, 
was the greatest travel since the pandemic hit. Millions of people have taken flight to go join family members for Thanksgiving dinner. They could not deny themselves. This is the greatest problem with America and her freedoms is that we don't want to be told what to do. We don't care about anyone else. We care about ourselves. We're so selfish. From a mathematical standpoint of view, if you're in an airplane that seats over two, 300 people, what are the likelihood or what is the likelihood that no one on that plane has COVID? And what is the likelihood that no one on that plane is asymptomatic? And what is the likelihood that one of those people for a brief moment of time may or may not take their facial mask down, let their facial mask drop below their nose and the virus seeps out of their nose or they cough and it goes into the air because it is an airborne virus. And and what is the likelihood of someone on all of these flights not having COVID, catching COVID, taking COVID to their family and spreading it? They're saying that this will be the Super Bowl spreader of all COVID events because you people did not want to deny yourself. You just don't want to be told what to do. So you're going, if you were going to go, why didn't some of you just rent a car and drive a car? But to put you and yourself and your family in harm's way by getting on an airplane in a, confi- a, confi- a confined closed space and the airlines are packing these seats out. They're not social distancing between seats. Seats packed. And all of these people in this bubble, all the people that went to the airport, and our numbers are up. Over 100,000 cases in, in a week and things of this nature. Thousands upon thousands of positive tests. Thousands upon thousands dead. Hospitals are overrunning. And you ask yourself the question, what will it take for us not to be so selfish? that you had to go have a Thanksgiving dinner with your mother, your brother, and possibly take them, your father, your kids, take them COVID-19, and and some, some will die because of the selfishness of others. And some that won't die will go through traumatic experiences because you decided that your travel plans were more important than listening to the experts. And so it is that um, we're living in some perilous times. We're living in uh, some times that we haven't seen. And and for us to think that we're going to go back to the way life was, that is a big mistake. Life will never return to be the same. Hey, I want to thank you for tuning in to Clapback. If you'd like to become a part of the Clapback Nation, please do so at clapback770 at gmail.com. That is clapback770 at gmail.com. We want you to become a part of our program. We want you to follow us on Facebook, uh, Spotify, anywhere you can get your podcast. We want you to share, like, become a part of the nation. If you have a subject matter that you'd like to talk about, if you'd like to be interviewed on the show, please do so by emailing us at clapback770 at gmail.com. Until the next time, remember, it is time to 
to clap back.